Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, and welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake, and we are glad to be with you guys for the first time in a long time. I'm it's joined. It's been a while. It's been a while since we just looked at it December 12th. Is that correct? So we, mm. I'm joined today by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello. Uh, worship Pastor, Student Pastor Matt Ragsdale. And that I've got cut off because he eats in the <laughs> microphone. Okay. Hello, hello. He's <laughs> cracking me up. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> It this is killing is, you, whatever it is. Whatever it is it's, it's disgusting. Awful. It's supposed to be like, a, I guess, like the Sam's version of a LaCroix. It's Spindrift uh, sparkling water. <laughs> and I don't even drink. This is probably the first time I've had like a carbonated drink in, since, since we flew on our honeymoon. I drank a Sprite on the mm-hmm. plane to help with my stomach. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting, and my throat hurts now. Todd, Todd described that drink as, you know how you go to McDonald's and get a fountain drink, and they're out of syrup, and all you get is the carbonated water? He, that's that's what he says it tastes like. Yep. The other voice you heard is Miss Tiffany Wilson. Uh, I was going I gave everybody else's. I didn't get my position. I just said, this is Blake, so mm. you can be this is <laughs> Tiffany. Uh, no, uh, Tiffany, is, What what is her actual title now? We, we still don't know. It's, Do we not? It's certainly not on the website yet. No. <laughs> Here's Tiffany's family holding their kid upside down, I think. Yep. And, uh, Tiffany is the ministry person here. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's the she one does that things. she does things and they're productive. They, and, so, and they matter. <laughs> but, so, how was so since we haven't been here since, well, we've been here. Okay, let me clarify. <laughs> we've been here. We haven't been, we haven't done Sunday gravy since December 12th. How was everyone's Christmas and New Year? It's awesome. <laughs> Matt's still He's struggling still trying with to drink that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm over here eating almonds and I needed something to wash it down with. And Just stick with the regular water. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was y'all's Christmas and New Year? I think it was good. It went by quick. Yeah, it you went by kidding. quick. We, believe it or not, we just took down Christmas. I don't know about you guys, but we, we just did. took it down, as in like this weekend. I got mine down this weekend, and I have another family Christmas at my house this coming weekend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, a lot more families are doing that. They're, yeah. they're having Christmas after Christmas. Yeah, It's hard to get to all the places with all the people Yeah, in like three weekends right there. So we end up with one in January. Hmm. Yeah, really, it depends. You know, if you have people that live out of town, especially, it makes it difficult. So, well, especially this year, because I mean, everybody was camped out at the airport. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. everybody was like yeah. lying on the floor. Yeah, really? Why? Southwest. Southwest. Oh, I, I, I remember, I vaguely saw something like yeah, that, which I don't keep up with news. <laughs> by the way, According to several Southwest employees, it is no one in the current administration's fault. Apparently, it was a software crash. Yes, and it was because the former CEO refused to update anything. And the newest guy has been updating, but things were just already snowballing. Terrible time. Yeah. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yep. They couldn't access flights. They couldn't access pilot information or um, anything. Hmm. Yeah. Also, there was a snowstorm. As well. True. Really? Mm. Yeah. That Coldest weekend of the year. It was. Christmas weekend. It was very weekend. cold for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care about any of that. I got a, <laughs> I got a lemon squeezer for Christmas. Did I tell y'all? No. Nope. Oh, yeah, you did. You, you did but That's right. The we didn't bring it up because we didn't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We're in rare form today. I got a... Uh, did I tell you about my lemon squeezer? Yes. Did I tell you? Yeah. I'm telling you, Several the audience times. doesn't know. Tell them about your lemon squeezer. Oh, man, I feel disappointed. I was wanting to break it to somebody. In By the there. way, the other day his wife called him trying to get a grocery list going, and his number one thing was get lemons. Lemons. Lots of lemons. Lots and of sugar. Lemons. And sugar. And sugar. <laughs> Lots of sugar. Yeah, I like, I have an affinity for homemade lemonade, and I, uh, 
the only thing good that comes out of Auburn is Tumor's Lemonade. And so the last time I was <laughs> careful, Ouch. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, the last time I was there, um, I I do I'm kind of obsessed with their lemonade. It's fantastic. Mm. And I asked the ladies if I could take a picture of the lemon squeezer behind the counter. <laughs> <laughs> what's Y'all, funny? This, this no, no, no. What what's, what's funny this though? What no, 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 no. Listen, this is hilarious because she's back there pulling the lever, and I say, "Can I take a picture of the lemon squeezer behind the counter?" And she, she thinks, I mean, her. <laughs> what? <laughs> she thinks I'm wanting to take a picture of her because she's the you lemon made squeezer. Her day. Uh, no, <laughs> you made her day or freaked and, her out. And she kind of looked at me weird, and she's like, like. And she points at herself like like me. You want to take a picture of me? And I was like, no, <laughs> the, the machine. lemon squeezer. <laughs> I could see you doing that. I see. The thing with the hydraulics on it. That's what I <laughs> I want a picture of that. So uh, she won't let me behind the counter, but no. she takes my phone and she takes a picture of it. So I hope not, you I shouldn't even be putting this out there and probably get her in trouble. How much sugar did you say goes in like a gallon? Well, I can't tell you that. That's a secret. It's a lot. Mm. Um, So anyway, I have, I own the exact lemon squeezer that Tumor's Corner uses. I'm proud of it, too. And I've perfected the recipe already. Where's that cricket (laughs) thing? You want to know what the point of lemonade is? It's in here somewhere. (laughs) To keep you thirsty. What? Yeah. That's that deserves crickets. No, it's not to keep you thirsty. Yeah, it is. Lemonade is a fantastic drink. I have a I have an idea for starting a lemonade company. I have a name. I got a brand. Got a logo. I don't have the logo, but I got it in mind. It's in my head. Hmm. So hmm. anyway, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> making uh, <laughs> making. We need our own button over here. <laughs> no, right. y'all don't get buttons. That's why. I, I, <laughs> I'm the only one that get buttoned. <laughs> so, yeah, I meant to say I have the exact lemon squeezer that they have at Tumor's Corner. <laughs> That's this why I have the buttons. This is why we push it forward. You okay. can make the conversation go his own way. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Tiffany is joining us today, though. Uh, watch me transition on a dime. Tiffany is joining us today <laughs> so that we uh, can talk about something a uh, very um what's the word important no i wasn't gonna say <laughs> well, important I'm, it, I'm not it's saying it's not important it's certainly dear to high point for sure yeah, yeah. something yeah. that's long-standing here at high point yeah. which is i'm gonna let y'all tell it project 28 <laughs> yeah where's that where's the button okay. we don't get a button my bad say it again project, project 28 <laughs> <laughs> Why Sorry. am I here? <laughs> gotcha. All right, there okay. you go. Okay. All right. Project 28. Yeah, it's something uh, it has been a part of our DNA for a very long time. Something that uh, started in the first year of our church's existence, and uh, it has grown, evolved. If you don't know what Project 28 is, it's a discipleship program that's about a year, takes about a year to go through. Um, it's based on... Matthew 28 and the Great Commission, and uh, and basically it started out with me and another, basically at that time, a pastor that was with us and helping us out, and we were sitting in the dining room of one of our members' homes, and, and our people just got around the table and started asking questions. We, well, if we asked this question. We said, what is it about the Bible that that's a hang-up for you? You know, like... What what are what are things that have been challenges, and it was pretty amazing what they said, and we were able to kind of just open up the Bible and walk through it, and so so that was the early stages of it. It's obviously yeah. evolved now into a whole deal. Yeah, deal. so that yeah. was like whole the deal. genesis of it. Now it yeah. it looks very different than what it did, especially especially then. It's really nothing like what it was then. But just like you said, the evolution of it has come. It's really, it really looks nothing like it did five years ago. Right. No, it's one of those things, and, and I'll let Tiff speak to this, because um, especially when she came on board, obviously with her tech and IT background and everything, it was um, basically she went through it, and, 
and come out the other side going. That could be way better. <laughs> That's ex- I mean, I just summed it up. <laughs> it's, so it's so true. It's so true. Okay, let me let me reiterate. Not the content, but the platform. <laughs> there you okay. go. Yeah. Maybe. So so the platform was like she's like let let's bring this into the 21st century. And so so what's neat about Project 28 now is you get a lot of the old content that is now done in such a way that it fits a crazy busy lifestyle that people have and uh so um so yeah, so Tiff, won't you talk about a little bit about what it is now because yeah. it used to be literally 12 months just hardcore journeying and everything um with me as far as just walking through all this stuff but uh but now it's different yeah yeah i remember long before i ever got involved hearing so many stories of people who were like yeah i mean we got in this conversation and we were here for like three hours which is awesome because you get into some great conversations but mm-hmm. obviously that's a lot of time yeah um, especially when you're you know, you and your spouse are both trying to th- go through it, which we get a lot of married couples who the husband and the wife are both going through. Um, yeah, we need to say that there is a men's yeah. Project 28 that's yeah. all men and then women's. Yeah, yeah. so we have men and women uh, meeting separately. And then um, the kind of the, the format now, they're meeting like every other week. Mm. On Wednesday nights, Kid Point is open. The kids have got somewhere to go. Um, they're being discipled as well. You know, and then... They're getting the same content, but we've also got the online platform. So they're getting a lot of the content online at home. They've got time to marinate on it, study on it, read on it, and then come in and have discussion. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about the online platform. Yeah. So um, we call it C3 Online. So um, it's really pretty straightforward and simple to use. Um, When you register for Project 28, you'll get an email invite. Uh, you just create yourself a, a login with your email and a password, and then the steps are right there in front of you for the course. There'll be a video to watch. Uh, there may be a little blurb to read, a reminder about your memory verse for the week, and then a reminder about the date for class. And, I mean, it it really just walks you right through it. You just hit next mm-hmm. until you get done. So Yeah, it's very simple, very straightforward, and a very uh, quality platform as well. A lot yeah. of college universities will actually use that for their online platform. Yeah. Same exact deal. For sure. And, and stuff. it's easy to get to. You can do it from your computer and we've even got it linked through our High Point app. So you can just click the Project 28 button and it'll open the window right there mm. for you. Well, being somebody that's gone through Project 28, actually all of you guys could could chime in on this. Um, being someone that's gone through it, what, what would you say to someone who might be considering going through Project 28 um, what what was it that you know caused you to go into it and say yeah I think I need this and then what did you actually walk away with it Oh man that's a lot <laughs> I, know, I know I know No uh for me having grown up in church and felt like I got a really solid foundation from the get go there still were so many topics that um either weren't covered or weren't covered on the level that they needed to be for my spiritual growth to continue so I think um, having had, you know, this kind of foundation and, and that deep understanding from an earlier age, I think would have helped me a lot along the way a lot. Um, I just remember like getting in there every, you know, every other Wednesday night for our class, the first time I went through it. And I think it was like, every time I was texting you after like, man, why, why aren't people teaching this? Like, why aren't people talking about this? Why is this not more in front of people than Mm. it is um and just for me it was just a growing desire to make that happen Mm. um but yeah i think i think the topics that we covered and the depth that we went to for me personally um really was just so much spiritual growth and just so much more understanding of god and and um you know what we're doing in this journey of life so yeah yeah and i think it's important to note too that Project 28 is not necessarily um, for folks who are on a particular level of spirituality. Right. Like you could come in there really wrestling with God, wrestling even with, we've had people come in there that were borderline atheists that just kind of was like, no, I don't know anything about the Bible. I don't even know if this is for me and hung in there and it was amazing transformation. But uh, I would say, Blake, that it it is you know, it's most definitely for a lot of people a journey of transformation. You sure. know, so it's it's not this is not your little 
four, five, six week study that um, that you're going to be able to come in because a lot of times you come to church and you sit down and uh, they advertise here's a six six week video series on marriage and you're thinking oh well my marriage is you know it's it's in the it's in the crapper right now so I'm just gonna go ahead and take this video series and I'm gonna fix my marriage and then most people know how that plays out you go through that you get the information it's good information you needed to hear it but it didn't change a thing about your marriage. And that is what's so unique about Project 28 is this is not just about information. This is also about you having the time to work through it and make it transformation, a part of your life. Yeah, Yeah, the accountability aspect of it for sure is like, Mm. that's, to me, that's the thing that probably sets it apart from most other other discipleship things that, some of our on-sites are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, but just the because this has very specific things that you you have to do, and if you don't do, it's going to be obvious, you know that yeah. sort of thing. So that's yeah. that's that's the part that probably sets apart more than anything for me. Just you know, yeah, for sure. Take on it, so. Tiff, tell if we got listeners listening that are interested. By the way, this is not just a high point thing. We've we've right. had people come from outside high point and come to it, and with it now having an online platform, it's most definitely doable for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we ask you at least once every other week to kind of show up on campus for a live class. But other than that, um, it's wide open. Why don't you tell everybody, if they're interested, how they can get registered? Yeah, so we've got um, registration link on our website. Um, There's also a little video there that you can watch that's testimonials from people who have been through Project 28 Mm -hmm. once or even twice, some of them three times now. So, um, Hmm. yeah, I would say go on our website highpointcommunitychurch.org and um, look for that Project 28 link in the menu and, you know, watch the video if you want to and get registered right there and we'll we'll shoot you an email and get you set, get you set up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. So that we're going to forego the Say Wah segment mm-hmm. since we wanted to talk about Project 28 so we don't drag the podcast out forever. But sure. just so y'all know, I had teed up to talk about Russia shooting down a UFO. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to need the entire podcast to work through that one. I'm kidding. No, no, that was one of them. I was I actually had three for today, and we're going to let y'all choose which one you wanted to hear after hearing the headlines. So we'll save them. So come back for the next podcast. We'll save them. It's nice. going to be good. Yeah. So today is January 9th, 2023. I still haven't. I, mm-hmm. I can't get used to writing it yet. 2023. Um, we are... Uh, reviewing yesterday's sermon from January 8th, uh, 2023. And you started a new series yesterday, Joey. I did. Envision. Envision. Should I have said it differently? In? In? Vision. Vision. Is <laughs> a study in the book of Galatians. And um, started yesterday with uh, something really close to my heart. By the way, mm. was I the person you were talking no. about? No. But I think we had that conversation at some point. I think I probably told you about this guy. But I think I've brought time. up that exact subject before. Really? So you started yesterday saying, uh, talking about college football and people who are true fans, people who are Fairweather fans, people who are say they're fans or say they're the biggest fan, but they don't really know the fight song of the school. Because mm-hmm. I think I remember saying that to you one time. Hmm. Like how many people don't know – Alabama or Auburn's fight song, word for word. Mm-hmm. They know the tune, but they don't know the song. Yeah. Anyway, I 100% know the words, just so you know. Oh, you made it clear Sunday morning. Both <laughs> hands up. <laughs> I'm you, not looking at honestly, it either. I'm looking at notes. The only, other rival, the only other rival to that response would have been Randall Pridmore when he threw both his hands up for the Auburn fight song. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you use that to talk about being I'm, – I'm just kind of start rolling through what notes I have, okay? Sure. You stop me wherever you want to stop me. Okay. You use that to essentially talk about being all in and what being all in looks like, mm-hmm. you know, as a fan of a team. But then, obviously, uh, the sp- spiritual aspect of that um, – you talked about a lot up front. Let's see. You talked about uh, – <laughs> Fight songs, poker, 
never being all in. You, uh, New York Stock Exchange. New York Stock Exchange. What it meant to be all in in terms of poker, you know, pushing your chips to the middle of the table. Uh, you never win if you fold. Mm-hmm. Um, that led us to a verse in Philippians. I did not write the actual yeah. verse down. Philippians 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially making the point, you know, was Jesus all in? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That was kind of the point of that verse to set up going to Galatians. Yes. Was Jesus all in? And uh, the answer to that is a resounding yes. Correct. Mm. Well, am I right so far? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Based on where we landed, yes. Okay. Uh, that, that's, that's what... That's what real surrender looks like. That's what really being all in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what really being all in looks like. And therefore, if Jesus was all in when it came to us, mm-hmm. shouldn't we be all in? Mm. Anybody got anything to add so far? Let me keep rolling. <laughs> Sounds like I think, the sermon. I, I think it's good. That. Okay. <laughs> I think it's good. I, I think just one thing to point is that. The scripture in Philippians 2 is where Paul was talking about where he was describing Jesus coming to earth. Right. You know, who being in the very nature of God did not consider it equality uh, with God something to be used to his own advantage, but rather um, he made himself nothing mm-hmm. and became one of us. And right. so I, the whole point of Philippians 2 was to really emphasize the fact that he became one of us and right. what he gave up in order to do that. And for that sacrifice, that surrender, if you will, um, that that is a picture. He was all in on us by coming yeah. here like that. Yeah. So um, one of the statements you made right before you transitioned to Galatians was a life lived all in for Jesus or on Jesus is a life fully surrendered to mm-hmm. Jesus. And that's when we went into Galatians, Galatians chapter one, verse six. Yeah. I don't have the verse in front of me. Do you happen to, yeah. you got the verse? Sure. Okay. Uh, Galatians one, six, God by his grace through Christ called you to become his people. So I am amazed that you are turning away so quickly and believing something different than the good news. Right. And so that's the, that, the note that I made out beside that was essentially what's this first about is, you know, people turning away quick, quickly. And I wrote nominal Christians or nom- yeah. nominal believers, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you quickly transitioned from that to, I mean, you kind of talked about what that was all about and then quickly transitioned to, you know, to turn away from the gospel, from the true gospel mm-hmm. is to turn away from the person of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. It's so easy for people to think, okay, that this is, this is, that the gospel is more or less of an opinion type thing. And so it's like, well, I don't agree with what the church says, or I don't agree with what the pastor says. Well, you know, if the gospel, the true gospel is being preached, then you don't have an issue with the church and you don't have an issue with the pastor. What you have an issue is with is Jesus. That's yeah. that's because this is really between you and him. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we're just the messenger. Kind yeah. Of thing. I, I like the way that um, uh, John Popper, I've heard him say it multiple times, but it's something to the effect of the person of Jesus. Jesus is the litmus paper by which we judge all systems yeah. of belief, yeah. any, any type of system of belief. Um, the, uh, I've got a, the next quote that I've got from you was a God who became one of us has called us to become one with him. Mm. I can't remember how we got to that. Well, basically when you take into account Philippians two and Galatians one, you got to look, realize that Paul wrote both these letters. And so his heart was the same in both of them. Mm -hmm. And that, and that heart was to kind of say, okay, look at Jesus, look at how he was all in and coming here. And now you are a follower of Christ. You should not be so easily swayed by the things of the world. You should not be so, you should be so enamored, so all in on Jesus that um, that that you don't vision drift, you don't get away from because Paul had a, a vision for the church, and when you look at Philippians and you look at Galatians and even Corinthians, and I mean Paul was always tweaking the church to try to get it back on mission. Um, you know, like here is the vision, here's what 
here's what it looks like to be all in on Jesus. Here's what it looks like to be all in on the mission that he has given the church, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so from there, that's kind of how we transitioned into, you know, what does it look like to be all in on Jesus? Well, basically, it's understanding that he went all in to become one of us. Our response is to go all in and become one with him, mm-hmm. which means to be in Christ. Right. Yeah. And that, that's when you transitioned over into Galatians 2. Yeah. Uh, it was verse 20, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Galatians 2.20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have that verse right there? Yeah. He says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for yeah. me. And so from the verse there, you pulled out basically the, the three mentions of in me, in my body, in the Son. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Um, and you went into this spiel, and this was funny, by the way, because I'm sitting in the service, and I'm sitting right in front of, um, uh, let's see, uh, Tyler and Maria, Todd and Erica. Mm-hmm. And so young I, couples in the church. Yeah, yeah. And when, when you said you talked about in being a primary preposition uh-huh. and I kind of let you roll on that for a second, but you know, Erica Armstrong sitting there and she's a high school English, high school te- English teacher. Yeah. yeah. And so I let you roll on that for a second. And then I just kind of glance over my shoulder and I say, is he correct? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she has this look on her face like <laughs> she nods and like surprisingly yeah he's correct. surprisingly uh yeah he's, he's usually wrong uh, no but. i i meant surprisingly <laughs> as in europe they're giving everybody a language lesson <laughs> oh, oh oh okay <laughs> this yeah. is so true yeah anyway that was uh that was funny it's good to know we've got people to keep us on track in every area yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For yeah, sure. Like, like you just can't get up there and just fly off. Right? I can't right, better right. know your stuff. <laughs> right. Well, you know what they say in the medical field. <laughs> Here comes all my nurses and yeah, doctors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's when. But you use that 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 talking about. Um, t- tell tell again. What was the whole thing about the primary preposition? It was to show possession. Is it? no, not okay. So, standing. Okay. So in wait in me in the body. <laughs> And faith in the Son of God, yeah. obviously, and talking about being all in, the common denominator in all of that is the word in. And when you look up the Greek for that word, mm-hmm. first of all, that, w- that word is a primary <laughs> preposition, which basically um, what it implies is it states a fixed position. In other words, this is where you're fixed at. And, uh, and so if you are, for instance... In Christ, that is your position. You know that is that is where your heart, your soul, your life, everything you're fixated on. It's all fixed in that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, so, um, so, so for you know, as a true follower of Christ, if we were to look up your GPS, we would find you in Christ. That that's kind of the analogy there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that was my next note. Actually, if you're in Christ, your fixed position is Him. Yes. Um, from there, you, you really talked about that, quite, uh, you know, for a little bit, for quite a while, and then went into um, kind of bringing it home was to tie back to the very beginning, to the whole fight song thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, there's no way that you're in Christ. There's no way that you, your position is in him and you don't know the fight song, right? Yeah. Meaning what it is that we're even standing for, what it is that we're talking about. <clears throat> right, right. And then you made... Made, you would have made Mark Hall casting crowns really proud. <laughs> your life song doesn't match your fight song. Yeah. Or is that what you said? Yeah, that's what, like I, that? yeah that's what I said. Yeah, because it would be very odd for you to turn on the tube and say you're an Auburn fan. You're looking at Jordan Air. I didn't know if there was 100,000 people that could fit in that, but I learned last night it's 87,000. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was 80-something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, an Auburn fan told me that last night. So, um, but you flip on the tube, and you see eighty-seven thousand people. They're all wearing blue and orange, shaking their pom poms, blue and orange. But yet they're singing the Alabama fight song. You'd be like, okay, yeah. what am I missing here? Right. Be very confusing. And you know, I hate to sound like Brendan Manning, but you know that's what 
an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. You right. know, is that right. it's, it's very confusing that we would say that we're in Christ, yet we sing a different fight song. It just doesn't yeah. doesn't add up. And so so that all of that was just a, a just kind of like a setup for where we're going mm-hmm. this entire year. We're yeah. really gonna lock in on what it means to be in. Yeah. What it means to be in Christ, um, what it means to you know to be all in on him what it means to be all in on the church in general and what it means to be all in on missions and taking the gospel around the world. So yeah. that's kind of what the, this year is about. Yeah. So, and that, that was the message. I mean, that's really what there was to it there. Um, that's where you kind of wrapped it up and finished it up. I felt like you did a great job. Did I leave anything super important out that y'all can think of? Anybody get saved? <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Here's the thing, but I need to jump back up into the message to a particular pot spot and tell you something I took issue with. Okay. Oh, Let's boy. do it. That's where it gets good. It's about to get good. No, it's, it's really not. I need counseling. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Is it about aliens and no, it was about, okay. fo- it was about football. Oh, so you football. said, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. You said in the message, you talked about Remember the part where you talked about Alabama fans is like, you know how you can tell a real Alabama fan they'd be losing 40 to nothing. Uh-huh. And it's like, <laughs> Just wait. We're about to turn this around. Yeah, about, we know. still got a chance. Yeah, they yeah. got in, in Saban. We trust, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're ready. To, they know that the tide's going to turn. My always. Favorite, my favorite is we've always been a second half team. We've yeah. always been a fourth quarter team. <laughs> they know the tide's going to turn any moment. Pun intended. Okay, sure. but they know that's sure. going to happen. Yeah. Um, I am not that way. No, at, you are not at all. Mm-mm. So my. And this is why I say I need counseling, okay? Because okay. my every time I, I act the way that I do about Alabama football, but here's the thing. I still think I'm a bigger fan. And that's mm-hmm. why I took issue with it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I think I'm a bigger fan than that person. Yeah. I really do. I feel like I am. But because but the way that I do is com- is exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like we're going in to play, you know, Eastern, Mercer. Yeah, Mercer. <laughs> Eastern Carolina Community College. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, they got that linebacker. He's good. Mm-hmm. You know, they got they got a they got a guy who led, you know, division three in, in rushing last year and we're, <laughs> we're we're struggling right now. You know, I, I always I'm very pessimistic. Like yeah. in the um in Alabama's Sugar Bowl win versus Kansas State. Did Kansas State score first, or did we score first? And they did. It they was did. 10 it was nothing. ten to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, we had not even reached that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm over there, <laughs> and I drive my son crazy because I'm just like, we're about to get run out of the stadium by Kansas State, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very pessimistic. Sure. Now my brother gives me a hard time about it. He says you do that. You're protecting your heart. That's what you're doing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's cold. No, but he's being serious. No, I know, I know. It's just he's saying you're. It's do- cold that he's saying that to you, though. Yes, yeah, he's like you're doing that to protect your heart because you you'll convince yourself that they're going to they're going to yeah. lose against all odds that they're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> like we could be up forty nine to nothing at halftime, mm-hmm. and you'll convince yourself before they run out of that tunnel for that second half that somehow they're going to blow it. <laughs> And the reason that you do that is to protect your heart for the very few times that they actually do. I'm just saying that's cool because he used a very vulnerable thing in your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To counsel you on. All right, so here's the thing. Okay. So I'm not saying he's incorrect. Right. But, so give me give me counsel and give me y'all's assessment. Okay, hold on. Give me y'all's well, assessment I think you covered this in the sermon. Didn't you say that a lot of people won't come to the true gospel because they're scared? Oh, well, see, that's deep. That's real, <laughs> that's real deep. I'm yeah. not sure we got time to get into that. Yeah, and I'm not sure I, we can draw let, that let parallel. You, Wait, so what let are you me asking? give you the obvious, yeah, so let me you the obvious surface answer. I just thought when you said that immediately, I was like, your football analogy just fell apart, Joe. No, it did not. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why it didn't. Let me tell you why it didn't. All right. Because when you're talking to hundreds of people, you're talking about the average person. You are far from anything that is an average I don't think so person. Oh, I I think so because because you I think you 
I think you most definitely, uh, you probably won't admit it, but maybe you're a little bit superstitious about things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I think that plays in. Anybody and I, who plays sports is superstitious. Oh, sure. To absolutely. a degree. Which is why you don't. Anybody that's which ever, is why you don't use those things to counsel. <laughs> anybody so that's cold. ever stood or in request a, your own counseling. <laughs> if you ever stood yeah. in, if you ever stood on deck in a playoff baseball game, you're superstitious. Yeah, there's no way around it. Yeah, because you you always anybody who played baseball. When you're on deck, you have certain things that you mm-hmm. do. When you step in the batter's box, you have certain things you do. You always undo your gloves this sure. way. Sure. You know what I mean? You always put this foot in the box first. You always do. And there's all those kind of things. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you're right about it's that. All, it's, all, it's all mental. It's yeah. all about keeping your mental you know, mind and everything focused mm-hmm. and stuff. But, no, I'm just saying you're, you're different than the ever. Because somebody would probably halfway through, you know, like, when we, for instance, when we we're down ten to nothing, that probably every Alabama fan was like, "Here we go again," but give them a second and let them get, let them let them go get some nachos, get some little you know cheese dip. All of a sudden, they're like, "You know, it's Nick Saban. He's gonna get this together. Like this is we're not gonna lose. This is not." And, and the whole point of the whole illustration was we we're talking about faith. Paul was talking about faith, mm-hmm. faith in the Son of God. I was yeah. like. I was just pointing out how we're bad about putting our faith in bad things, things that can't, you yeah. know, um, and how we'll have faith. In, we could pull out a forty nothing because we're a fourth quarter team, but 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 Cross can't do something amazing in your life. You know, it's like it just is different. But you, on the other hand, it's just you're an entirely different anomaly because you have studied it left and right, up and down, analyzed it till it's paralyzed. And before the game ever even starts, you will text me and go, you watching the game today? Sure. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. They're going to lose 21 to nothing. Mark it down. Book it. Vegas. Already got the numbers. Done. It's a lock. That, That's what you say all the point, time. That point spread's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a lock. Yeah. Okay, here now here's me taking something like that that's silly because I think my brother's right okay. when he says you're guarding your heart. Ooh. But here's the thing. You mm. may take this real deep. I think there's more people like me than not when yep. it comes to that because here's, here, here's where that also leads. Joey comes in the office and he has a splinter. I'm like, what am I going to say at his funeral? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to say? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your finger, your finger gets infected and it gets puffed up and I'm like, I gotta go. I, I need. I need tomorrow afternoon to plan my words for yeah. this funeral. Yeah. You do. Well, and I'm being, I, I'm being I think serious. we gotta say this for the because m- probably every listener right now is probably saying, "Why are y'all sitting around talking about Blake uh, being a pessimist?" Because that's all. That's all it is. Is he's just being a pessim. He's being pessimistic. But people don't understand. It's not that. It's not being pessimistic. <laughs> it's realistic. It's oh, it's w- even deeper than that. <laughs> It, it, it is deeper than that. It's deeper than just being a realist. Yeah. Like it. it yeah. I No, I think you're onto something as far as like people in general creating um, smoke screens, almost like magic tricks. Yeah. On, and it's almost, you know, see, now I'm talking your language. Yeah. And so it's like slide of hand. I get everybody looking over here when really the actions over here. And so yeah. the question I, though, and what makes Blake unique in it is that he recognizes he does it. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize they do it. Yeah. Well, and here, but what I'm going to well, say, they are after they're listening to this podcast. So. What, what you were talking <laughs> about, like you were saying, cause you got to have, you know, give them a minute, have faith. Yeah. Saban's going to work this out. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, what I'm saying is there's more people that the only thing they have faith in is that things are going to go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like deep down, that's the only. And when it comes to Alabama football, I'm your guy. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like people are saving themselves for like, okay, look, if if everything is going, you know, to that place in a handbasket, yeah, then it's much better for me to believe that because then I'm pleasantly surprised when it doesn't. Mm. And and I think there's probably a little bit of payoff for that. Yeah, it's a unique kind of satisfaction. That you get, mm-hmm. and and chances are, with sin in the world, that kind of mindset, you're going to be more right than wrong most of the time. Yeah, because well, it's if it can go wrong, it will. It's like yeah. it's like hedging your bets. <clears throat> yeah, it's like hedging your bets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're you're basically saying, okay, 
if I prepare myself for this to go wrong mm-hmm. and then it goes right, mm-hmm. I'm so pleasantly surprised. Right. Yeah. But if it goes wrong, then I was prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that's, that's kind of the, that's the guarding your heart part of it. Mm. Well, and I think too, with faith, there comes that, that long-term outcome that you have to consider in order to be all in. You've got to be all in on, on trusting in that, that long-term outcome. You've yeah. got to have that hope. Agree. Yeah, you got to have that hope. Sorry. I agree. I didn't mean to go back to that, but I felt like if I dropped that in when you said it in the message, yeah. it was going to derail us. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, I do, but I, that's I, why I do have to get your thought before we move to worship. I do have to get y'all's thoughts on what do y'all think about all this Duval stuff? Like everybody praying, everybody, you know, talking. Who? I mean, Duval, you mean, Duval? Is no. mean Hamlin? Damar Hamlin? Damar. But they go, <laughs> yeah. what did I say? You said Duval. 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 Robert Duvall. Who, you, Robert who Duvall. are we talking about here? <laughs> now he yeah. that that is that, an NFL player. Duvall. Yes. Yeah. That's where you got that. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Because they made their picks the other night based on him alone. That's I it. was watching. That's it. But yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. There's been such an uproar about prayer in sports and on the field. And well, everything. you've got ESPN commentators and that then, are just like, "Hey, man, he's he's doing better because of everybody yeah. praying." I'm yeah. like, "What?" Something yeah. goes wrong, and all of a sudden, everyone's turning to prayer. Well, like jo- Josh Allen yesterday when the Bills won, you know, and, and did y'all see what happened at the very beginning of the game? Yeah, he was crying. They run the opening kickoff back, and then yeah. he, and then oh, he yeah, run, yeah. then they run another kickoff yeah. back, and they ask Josh Allen post game. They're like, "What what were you thinking when that was happening?" He's like, "I was just running around telling my teammates God's real. God's real." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, wow, yeah, yeah." There's there's even been videos <sighs> like. What is yeah, we're a week removed now from that happening. There's even been videos that come out of like people leading prayer in the stands as they were yeah. still doing CPR on him on the field. So it's crazy what's going mm-hmm. on. It's yeah. just it just shows you the fickleness of people and mm-hmm. and everything. It's like <clears throat> it it is I mean, in, in in one sense, it's like for somebody in our position, you know, that we're all, you know, vocationally in ministry, that sort of thing. It's like I want to uh, I'm I'm extremely happy about it, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we all should be. We all should be like, man, thank you to, you know, what is is it, Dan Ov- or Orvlosky or Ovlosky or however you say his last mm-hmm. name, I can't remember, but the commentator who stopped and prayed, prayed live prayed, on ESPN, yeah. all those yeah. kind of things. So in all these mentions of, of prayer and God and having faith and all this kind of stuff, in in one sense, like I'm I'm I mean, not in one sense, I am extremely happy that that is happening. Mm-hmm. But as someone who struggles, and I think everybody in here will identify with this, struggles with the grind of ministry mm-hmm. from day to day, mm-hmm. and you know how hard it is sometimes to get people to do. One part of me is just like, let's not say a word. Nobody breathe. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. whatever's happening, let God work. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Let's let God yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Let's not try to interject ourselves. Yes. Oh, because it is messy. Yeah. Yeah. And what we'll want to do is like try come on and clean it up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It is messy. You're 100% correct. Yeah. There there are some messy things. There's There are things that are all over the place, and we want to come in there, and we want to put up guardrails, and we want to be like, oh, yeah, you're right, but this is, and treat them all like baby. No. Mm. Don't yeah. breathe. Because right. I'll be honest. Because <laughs> I'll we'll, be let God breathe, so right? Like, let Him breathe. It's, let him it's do like his when work. you in, interject Christianity into what God's doing. Sometimes it messes it up. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, because it messes it up. What prime Does example? God's plan what? was when that <laughs> kickoff got ran back, and I'm I'm just gonna say it because I probably wasn't the only one that thought it. It was fixed after everything that had happened. Yeah, God's first tweet is that was fixed. No. Oh, oh yeah, yo! His first tweet. His yeah. first tweet out was yeah he he had a yeah he had an expletive in it. Yes, hmm. and, and so then, and that's where I'm like same thing like mm-mm, yeah like, let God work because it, mm-hmm. and then that was that in that but that happened yeah that happened like immediately like Christians jumped on Twitter and was like I can't believe you said this after I've been praying for you all week yeah oh my goodness Ooh. yeah it's like <gasps> you know what I'm saying the police yeah you know, yeah like. like don't, Let's don't police this. Let's like God, yes. let's let and God work. Like that was yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And this is my exact. Well, we want we want people to get from zero to sixty automatically, right? It's yeah. like yeah. let yeah. let this process, process out. And yeah. this is my exact response to when 
And this doesn't happen often, but every now and then you'll have somebody that's not involved normally um, or like they're they're like on the outside looking in and say, hey, like you should really talk to so-and-so about like this action or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's always like, well, we're not after, you know, character modification. We're after heart transformation. Yeah. And then mm. the rest follows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's, 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 let's let God work yeah. on the heart. To me, what we're talking about there is like a, because in, in, you know, we could talk about that and we, we didn't really, we haven't given a lot of details, but he, he did, he sent out a tweet. He didn't actually use, but he had a abbreviation yeah. or whatever yeah. that, that mm-hmm. referred to like a curse word or whatever. And then some Christians commented and made that comment. And it's just like, man, just leave it alone. Like yeah. I said. But what, what to me, bigger picture here, what, what, what this does is it, is it, it's in some ways, okay, this is a reminder to people in general that God is real. Mm -hmm. God hears people's prayers. Mm. God answers prayers. To me, this is a reminder to the church. If I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. Yeah. Mm. The church's job is not to teach people Mm. how to be drawn to God. Preach it. Preach it. The church's job is to lift him up. And yeah. allow him to draw people to himself. Mm. Right. That's that's to me, that's the ultimate umbrella truth for the church to garner from this is mm. to is to realize that's not our job. Mm. That's not our job. Like you say, we we it's not our job to to pick you up and get you to sixty. Yeah. You know. Our job is to teach and preach, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ yeah. and to lift him up. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. sorry, I, mm. I guess soapbox on that all day. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's I think good. it's good encouragement, too, to remember that God can, he can work in any situation at any moment, at any time without us doing anything to start it. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be discouraging sometimes <laughs> to think, like, where are you, where are you at, God? Yeah, we don't, have, you the, doing? We don't have the market cornered on a move of God. Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. But, man, do we think we do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, you know, Christians would be the first one to look at a football stadium and say, look at that worship yeah. going to the wrong God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And kind of get irate about that. Yeah. Well, how about this? Here's how cool the God is that you're talking about. He can go right in the middle of all that yeah. and make it about him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> take it back. You know, he and, can just take it back. And boy, did he ever. Yeah. yeah, he did. Because you want to talk about. It's unbelievable. The sports world stood still. Still, yeah. Like, Which never happens. LeBron James walks off the court that night, and the first question that he gets is about Demar Hamlin. It's <laughs> mm. amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. So I, I'm it's crazy. Yeah, and, I, I'm th- anyway. Well, and and it's one of those things too that's like the way the culture of America lives today is as if is as if death is not real. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And to watch a perfectly healthy 24-year-old fall flat on his back yeah. and they have to do CPR on him for nine minutes yeah. is like a real sobering reminder that it could happen at any yeah. time for anyone. Yeah, because it, they are the they are the the epitome yeah. of yeah. physical fitness. And and, and let me say this to because there are so many people out there that will they won't even focus on what God is doing. They'll actually focus more on because they're conspiracy theorists or whatever, they'll focus more on what caused him to fall. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he was vaccinated, and I'm sure that that that's what caused it to happen. Well, look, you know, there's no way to prove it, yay or nay. The bottom line is, is if that's what you're focusing on, you're missing the whole point, right? Altogether. Yeah. 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 You're missing the deal. So. Mm. So. What else? Worship. What, let, worship. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do worship and then we'll close yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh yeah, worship was really good. Um, which yesterday or was second Sunday of the year, and it was our first Sunday back to full schedule. So we had our full band back up there with us. And um it was a really good, really good time. We introduced uh well, we started out with um Ancient Gates is a song that we've been doing here and there um, that people seem to really like. And then we introduced a brand new song, and we were actually talking about this with the worship team last night in our group text. Um, We introduced a brand new song called What He's Done, 
And I told our staff this morning in, in, in staff meeting this as well, I've never seen our church respond to a brand new song that they've never heard the way they responded to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll just go ahead and throw this out there as well. Um, <clears throat> it is very encouraging to see people worship to us yeah. who are on stage leading worship, like just as much as like, you know, we feed off, like literally like we feed off of each other and, and I was um, bragging on um, not even, I didn't even tell her this, but um, two weeks over the last month or so, I've watched Emily Ott's running the computer in the back of the room mm. with one hand in the air worshiping. As she's, so like That's those awesome. and just looking out and seeing those types of things happening and not just her, but you know, <laughs> everybody. And I'm not saying like, you got to have your hand in there to worship. Not no. at all, but <laughs> it's very encouraging to see those things. Um, and it's, it's kind of like they're throwing gas on the fire. Like yeah. we, man, when we get, when we get going, we get going. Yeah. Um, that, that reminds me of like thoughts that pastors have all the time. We'll look up and the screen's not staying up with the song and I'll think to myself, they better be worshiping. (laughs) (laughs) They're three lines behind. They better have their eyes closed. Right. Yeah. They better not be checking their Facebook. Um, and then we did the third song we did was a song called clean, um, that Holly led one of my, one of my favorites. And then the one after the message, living hope classic. Really solid gospel centric song. So classic, yeah. classic. It's, good, man. it's it's that one is one of those that has become one of those modern day hymns mm. that um, just walks through the story of the gospel. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. hymny. It is. Is there ever a chance that shout to the Lord will come back? Yeah, I mean we've done it before. It's been I'm just asking. It's been a couple of years, but we've done it before. I, I don't you, remember. You know you what? Ever I want to doing it. I can because I can tell you. I remember with students. I can no. tell you. The I remember him doing it on Sunday. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was an acoustic Sunday. I remember. I can remember. You and must have changed it then. No, no. Holly led it. Yeah, he he done it just acoustic. Bef- okay. Before that, um, I would play it every now and then, but not a lot. Mm. But every now and then, I would play it on piano. Yeah, and she would mm. sing it. So okay. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you just one ask. that I want to bring back. Old school. Did you feel the mountains tremble? Ooh, I remember that. One. It is a good one. I remember that one. Anyways. You play it in the key of E, right? D. D. Is it D? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Get that D chugging going. <gasps> mm. Special podcast episode, worship songs we forgot about. Mm. Yep. Mm. I actually I actually have a playlist in my Spotify that is hidden so nobody can see it. What's an old one that gets you every time? Mm. I got one right off the top of my head. Mine would be Made Me Glad by Hillsong. Made Me Glad? Yeah. The I will not be moved. Oh, yeah, I know that. Mine would be uh, Heart of Worship by Sonic Flood. Yeah. Sonic Flood. Whoa, that is old No, that's Matt Redman right there. Matt Redman wrote the song. Matt Redman wrote the song. Also the writer of... But Sonic Flood released it when I was in like... Middle school, high school. Are we talking about the same heart are we, of worship? Are we talking about worship songs or like Christian radio songs? Worship, because worship, worship. Because that's that I was going to say heart of worship, but it was the Matt Redman. Yeah. I mean, Matt Redman wrote it. Also, the oh. guy that wrote most of Chris Tomlin's songs. <laughs> um, and then also uh, Tim Hughes. Um, Nineteen ninety nine Sonic Flood, Heart of Worship, on their self on their. Uh, self-titled. Yeah, Matt Redman wrote that song in like the 80s. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Sonic Flood version. Well, I like, hey, I, the, maybe not 80s, but early 90s. This is, I mean, I think I've actually asked y'all before to do this song and y'all just looked at me. What I don't song? know if you've ever done it before. What? Sidewalk Prophets, You Love Me Anyway. Yes. Ooh, you yeah. love me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Oh my gosh. I really like it. I'm going to listen to that. I like that guy's voice. Today. A lot. I do. I like that guy's voice. Yeah, I actually have a throwback worship from like the no, early two thousands, nineties, even some eighties old school worship songs in a playlist that one of these days I'd like to do a completely throwback worship set list. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No. Y'all he, remember when we did the series throwback? He, he wrote it in ninety nine, actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh mm. Marvelous Light, Charlie Hall. Charlie Hall. You know what song gets me? It has to be done really well. Face Down by Matt Redman. Yeah. 
That's mm. a really Those good books one. are really good too. Yeah. Mm. Um, one of my favorites is I, it's more Christian radio than worshipy, but uh, Ocean Floor. Oh yeah, audio adrenaline, audio adrenaline. Audio adrenaline. Yep. Um, also like um, just what I think I said it a while ago, but here I am to worship by Tim Hughes. Like it's good one. It's yeah. really it, lyrically that song is like is very very good from a theological perspective because you're thinking about um. You, you're basically, how does it start? Light of the world, you step down into darkness, open eyes. So, but you're basically making a a a, um, a declaration or a statement about God. And then if you think about it, the chorus is a response to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am. It's really, really good. It's th- in terms of the way the song is structured, right. mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And that's why mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's mm-hmm. why songs like that and like How Great Is Our God and things like that. That's they'll always be there. Yeah. Mm. God of Wonders. Uh, <laughs> I could keep going. I got the playlist right here. Uh, I tell you I tell you though, if you're if you're talking like old school hymns. Yeah. I tell you the one that gets me, but it, it has to be in the right setting with a the right congregation and a choir. But it, if it's done right, it's a guarantee like snot fest for me. Is this is my story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, especially yeah. one who knows how to like. This is my story. This yeah. is my soul. The, I'm telling you, chill bumps. Yeah. Uh, old uh, delirious stuff is like really oh, good yeah. too. Delirious. Um, oh, so good. Man. Let's say, what is that? Is it <clears throat> God is bigger than the air I breathe? Yeah. Oh, the boogeyman. Yeah. God is bigger mm. than the boogeyman. No, not Veggie <laughs> Tales. Hey, I'll be honest. One of my all-time favorites, and we we honestly never do it because I don't know why. But um, Everlasting God. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. By Brenton Brown. That one. You are the everlasting God. You. You are the yeah. everlasting. That's Brenton Brown wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I like that old delirious song, King or Cripple. Y'all remember that? No, so no. you bring stuff out of left field, man. Yeah, that's got to be uh, from that story uh, in the Old Testament, right? Um, All right I, let me give you the lyrics. The lyrics are, are really good. It's king or cripple. What have I become beneath these kingly robes? There lies a fragile man. What mm-hmm. made me a king can sometimes cripple. All that you give can sometimes rob my innocence. Why do you let us walk upon a cliff so steep when mm-hmm. deep below the sea there lies a bed of gold? And if this should be our battle place, don't let me fall. Don't let us fall. That's <laughs> is really good. That that was kind of just like an old like that's an old delirious like yeah. kind of mm. chorus more than anything. If you ever hit something that I've been listening to a lot lately, I know we're getting off on like a worship, um, but me personally here lately, I've been listening to a lot of the psalms and hymns from Shane and Shane. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal! Like all of those albums, man. There's not a song they sing that oh, doesn't get. My it, goodness, was it 145? Psalm 145 is the one that's like. Is that which one I'm thinking of? That's. Uh, I'll be honest. The the first the the one I like the most I think is the first track. The. The nations at his feet. Anyways, it's so good. Mm. Yeah, the the one I'm thinking of is the. Um, Great is the Lord, so worthy of praise. Great is the Lord. From uh, when generation will commend your kingdom to one another. Mm. You, you you heard that from Shane? I probably Shane? have. Yeah, because just, the they get into the the chorus of the Lord is gracious and slow to anger. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Have you ever heard the uh, ascend the hills version of that? I don't think so. It's Mm-mm. good too. You would like that. Yeah, all their the psalms stuff is. Those it's psalm really albums, so strong, we might have to break man. some of those out in worship. They're solid. I don't know if we can handle it. I don't know. Mm. We may or may not be breaking out an old uh, Jesus culture song this Sunday that talks Easer. about <clears throat> uh, happy day. Steve Gaines, Pastor Steve Gaines, he had tweeted uh, this past week. He was like, thankful to have joining us, leading us in worship on Sunday night. Shane and Shane. And I was like, <laughs> that's just messed Must up. be nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're having an off night tonight. <laughs> I got to see them years ago when um, my first year at college, the college actually had them and Phil Wickham, who, and I didn't know this at the time, but they're really good friends, Shane and Shane and Phil Wickham, and they do a lot of stuff together. 
and I got to see them together. Two of my all-time favorite artists. Well, that's nice. that's also that's also who Matt Chandler got his start with was Shane Bernard. They used to do the ministry called Waiting Room together. Yeah, like way back in the day before he ever became pa- a pastor out at Highland Village. Mm. So yeah, that's where that. And you know where that ministry originated out of? Where Mobile, Alabama. I almost said roll tie, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it was called Waiting Room Ministry though. But they did they did they did a lot of events together. Mm. Hmm. And nobody knew who Chandler was. Hmm. Everybody just came to listen to Shane sing. Yeah, so, and it was before he other Shane joined him. It was just Shane Bernard. <laughs> yeah, they they're actually part of. And I don't know if this is a church church, but they do a weekly gathering at this quote unquote church called the Porch. Um, I think it's in Texas, and um, of it, it's like designed to reach college students. It happens on like a Tuesday or a Thursday night, anyways. And there's this uh, pastor there, Jonathan Pacluda or something like that. And they, you know what? They're really good. I misspoke on that. The waiting room ministry was originated somewhere in Texas. There was some sort of strong connection with Mobile. I'm trying to remember what it was. But anyway, yeah. I don't want to get ridiculed for that, for putting that on the interwebs. <laughs> the interwebs. <laughs> anyway. All right. Anything else? Man. No. It's good stuff. I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We got it all. <laughs> the weather today, today was is a sunny Swiss Army knife of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we will see y'all again. Thanks you for joining us. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Tiff. Anytime. Thanks you. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm just done talking. <laughs> all right. See y'all. Sandy Grevy.